Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's Runners World podcast with me, Ben Hobson. I am flying solo once again, but only for one more week. And then my incredibly lazy, sorry, my incredibly lovely co host, Mr. Pearson, will be returning from holiday. Much to everyone's relief, I'm sure. This week's guest is the founder of many fantastic things for runners, which we talk about later on. But most importantly, right now, Scott Kane is the person leading the charge with Runsome, a campaign to make running part of the conversation alongside cycling and walking when there are discussions about active travel, infrastructure, and how we will all get about in the future. So without further ado... Scott, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thank you for having me, Ben. So, run some. Well, I think we should, before we get into run some, we'll have a little chat about the, your previous and current endeavours in run friendly and active things. Brilliantly well remembered. Yeah. Two things I remembered <laughs> at the same time. But um, I kind of feel like run some is almost like a culmination of these two, those things sort of peaking and then and then the extra push right at the end that seems like a good way of describing it <laughs> um or you could say uh somebody's having a third shot on goal with essentially the same <laughs> idea if you were to take a football analogy um good y- yeah very good um so yeah so uh rum friendly uh is the airbnb of showers um uh, very kindly picked as a top app uh by your fine magazine runners world for runners um but then uh, what it aimed to do is to help people find access a shower anywhere across the city in gyms and leisure centres and hotels and so forth. Um, but COVID, uh, whilst increasing the demand for it, has somewhat challenged the supply. So uh, we are temporarily pausing on that as a service, but we'll return to it as and when places are happy to reopen. When we can, yeah, when we exactly. Can. Um, uh, active things we've set out with a rather grand ambition I have to say this in an almost American voice because you know if I say it in my northern northern ways it just doesn't sound plausible Uh, no offence to the north Uh, which is we're trying to build uh, (laughs) the digital infrastructure for active travel I like it yeah Um, which basically means uh, think about an app that helps you find the kind of stuff that's useful if you're going to walk run or cycle anywhere so things like secure bike parking or karma routes and so forth. What I like most about it is the water fountains. Yeah, that's pleasing. That is pleasing. Yeah. Um, and who knew they existed? Or indeed you could Some find data. Russell Square has a water fountain. Yeah. yeah, it's pleasing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really um, Never go thirsty on a run or a ride yeah, or a walk again. That's, I, that was when I was uh, having a peruse earlier. I just zoomed in on the map <laughs> looking for fountains. <laughs> oh, um, I'll go there. There's a water fountain. <laughs> yeah, so when, when, when Netflix is looking pretty, you know, pretty live on content... <laughs> Uh, you know where to you know, find me. You know where to find men. Um, uh, but as I believe you're a keen cyclist, the, 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 the what we think is the is the killer idea is the um, is this idea that a lot of bikes get stolen opportunistically. Mm-hmm. 
So not when you're at work or not when you're at home, although those things happen as well, but actually when you're sort of out and about. And so imagine like the parade of shops where you go and get a, like a, a copy of Run As Well magazine or uh, where you might uh, pop in to buy a pint of milk. And that's where they often get taken. So imagine a metal cabinet with a smart lock, which means that you can access it via active things and you can keep your bike in there for like 15 minutes. And you know that when you come back, it will be there. Yeah, that's that's the thing that seems quite exciting. No, that is. As I, um, I rode down here to meet you, we are uh, in a park, if anyone hasn't guessed so far. And um, I have my bike with me and it is two feet away from me and I wouldn't want it to be any further because I don't have a lock. And, you know, so that sort of those sorts of things are incredibly useful. And, and it is a thing of beauty and it would be it would be a shame that were anyone else to think it was something that they could be off with. We've spoken quite a bit about infrastructure on this on this podcast and we, we spoke to uh, the streets ahead guys about sort of the changes that they were hoping to implement with covid being the sort of the catalyst of of change um but they're sort of they were very much looking at infrastructure from a active commute point of view with cycling and walking as the two sort of prominent features but as runners we kind of want to get our finger in that pie <laughs> shall we say um well i i think we all agree that um walking cycling and running they're they're all they're like the three amigos of active travel uh, or all three of them have their absolute time and place. And so I, I always think it's quite curious where people think that they are one or the other, because all the research shows that if you do one, you're much more likely to do the other. Um, uh, and really, it's kind of ABC. Anything but the car for short urban uh, trips is kind of the way forward. Um, and so I think the we should say hats off uh, to the... Yeah. To the to the streets head guys and also uh to to adam Tranter in particular um for bike is best because as run some we've taken a lot of inspiration uh from from what they've done and they've done an amazing job kind of positioning cycling as being the answer the solution to to today's challenge with covid um and i think it is absolutely and it should be right at the forefront um equally walking you know for short journeys is amazing and and people like Living Streets do fantastic work to kind of make the case for that. Um, and we just thought it was slightly curious um, that pedestrianism used to mean any journey on foot, but then has been shorthanded by the Department for Transport and others to mean just walking. Uh, and it's almost like pretending that the 11 million runners in the UK don't really exist in, in sort of urban design terms or in thinking about solutions to how we can move around cities safely in an era of covid so i guess we're just sort of going <clears throat> uh remember uh, uh us runners and we can also be part of the solution this goes out tomorrow which is tuesday so hello everyone listening on tuesday today is also the launch of run some as the campaign officially people probably have very alert people will have seen rumblings on the internet, but this is this is today's the day. Uh, amongst all the bump of, of, of what people will read, there's some, you know, London is the top commuting capital of Europe, possibly the world, of for runners, according to Strava. And they know everything on Strava is true. So they, they, They've got data. Yes. Yeah, they, they know what we do and where we live and where we go. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's been growing year on year by over 40%. So um, that's run running from A to B, um, or run commuting, as you might call it. Um, but not just journeys to and from your 
you know your house to your place of work but slightly more everyday journeys um so you know it, th- this is a sort of success story that isn't necessarily being told and so um the human psyche tends to like to think that we're involved in something that's quite good um a few contrarians amongst us like to be involved with things that are less popular as well um but you know run commuting and running everyday journeys is a sort of is a is a, is a growing thing um and whatever the data set you look at um if we're sticking with data um you, you know it during lockdown um sport england data shows that one in five uk adults ran regularly so and that's for sport and that's for leisure and you know for our mental and physical health um but it's also for those kind of things that most runners do where you think oh i've you know run out of pint of milk or you know haven't got an, you know any pesto for the for the for the pasta that night and we can pop out the house run to pick it up run back and that be part and parcel of trying to avoid unnecessary car journeys and really that's what run sums about so this is i mean this is it it's um the campaign's not telling people to run more it's actually just switching the mindset of um oh i'm just going to pop to the shops i could run there hold on i could run yeah absolutely it's um and so we've sort of learnt from what seems to be working quite well for cycling and for walking and said well actually any trip not by car right now is a welcome thing as we you know look at how people are moving in cities there's a reluctance understandable to jump on the tube to get on a bus to get on a train sometimes particularly at busy periods Um, and even though various forms of data suggest that as few as 20 percent of office workers have returned to work um, and it's somewhere between 20 and 60 percent depending on what data you look at um, if you look at outer city traffic in particular um, it's like 100 to 150% more than it was this time last year. So on far fewer journeys, we're making far more car trips. So anything that means that um, we're taking away some of that stress and some of that load and instead helping people move actively and healthily is a positive thing. What are the main barriers that people probably face when it comes to adding running to the, 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 daily, the daily task? So this is really good. So um, there's a brilliant academic called Simon Cook, uh, who, if you like a pun, he wrote his sort of academic thesis and he called it geographies j-o-g-graphies yeah exactly yeah so props to simon and his research which i think was the kind of biggest study of its kind that looked at running as everyday journeys and commuting was that even amongst runners the biggest barrier to doing so is the sense of it being possible and so once people get a sense it is possible and do it a bit they tend to be like oh yeah this is this is actually, you know, it's actually much easier than I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, actually, I just needed a, a, the right kind of rucksack or I just needed to be a bit prepared in terms of like, were there one or two things that I would need at the other end and make sure <clears throat> maybe I cycled on the first day and left my stuff there. So the biggest, that's the single biggest barrier. And then there are a set of sort of much smaller barriers, which if you add them all up, can be enough to make people think, well, that's just going to be too much hassle. The big difference is right now with and as a result of covid we're living much more locally and we're traveling much less but we're making many more sort of local journeys so if the barrier before was i don't have anywhere to kind of store my stuff or we don't have enough showers at work or whatever well actually many of the trips you're going to heading back home and and so right now it feels like the perfect time with runners world to be launching this campaign what about the 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 chat around infrastructure and the fact that like during lockdown 
we've actually been able to see slightly what's possible with closed roads, uh, widened paths, widened streets. Do you think that's integral to these changes coming or is it more on the runner's side? Uh, so I think it, it, it's like any kind of big, big change that you want to see in the world. Um, I think the kind of road space reallocation uh, that has been brilliantly campaigned for and very bravely you know, acted upon um, with things like low traffic neighbourhoods um, is essential. And it, it's difficult because often, you know, the science shows that having something taken away from you is much worse than the prospect of getting something. And so, you know, if anybody ever does travel by car or by taxi or anything else, the idea that routes are being closed to them is quite challenging. But the, the research shows, brilliant academic called Rachel Aldred shows that over time people's behaviours then rebalance. And that's when you begin to make the choice, which is, well, I could walk it, I could cycle it, you know, I could run it. So therefore, I'm not going to jump in the car as a default thing to do. And that's why, you know, it's always worth remembering in, in somewhere like the Netherlands, the Dutch own every, yeah, every bit as many cars as we do. They just don't choose to drive them in cities for short journeys. So that you have to almost make it a little bit more difficult to do the thing that people do by default in order to make the alternatives preferable. And so there's a bit of that. And then also it's with the campaign, it's really just like the simplest thing you can do is pledge to be part of it. Identify one or two journeys that you may do often by car that you could swap out and then share the fact that you're doing it with others to then help inspire them to do likewise the most perfect part of the campaign is just it's the realization of what's possible i think that switching the mentality on of actually do you know what that journey is very doable as a run and that task is very doable as a run and i think that that's where i mean the, the great thing about um i think the closed road stuff is that e even signage i mean and it's, it's sort of the, the, this road is closed and it's actually no this road is open to everyone apart from cars and it's those sorts of, like, that in, in my head, even, you know, I have to have that switch. That road isn't closed. That task isn't unavailable. I could run that. And that's actually much easier than doing something else. And I think that's... Yeah, brilliantly well observed. And I think, um, so the lady who did that design, Sarah Berry, um, actually, on Saturday, we went to her low-traffic neighbourhood in Brixton, Railton, and um, with some of the people that are involved in the, the Run Some campaign, so... That there's some people from Airhead, for example, Tracksmith and others. And what we did is uh, we ran the, through her uh, low-traffic neighbourhood with some local runners. Um, and th as an experience, it was to then see, well, what do car drivers do when they see you coming? It through a bit which they're technically, because there's a camera, not allowed to enter into. Um, and by and large, it was a really interesting discussion. But there were a few people who were a bit like, you know, how dare you be, you know, in the way yeah. uh, and then the other part of it was like oh thank you you've just saved me 130 quid because actually I you know hadn't quite appreciated it and so but the, but the simple thing of changing it from a red sign where it says road closed to the psychology of a green sign yeah. which we cleverly added a runner as an icon Ooh. by the way yeah, yeah I'll, I'll send nice. you a coffee it's quite good <laughs> uh, um, you know is, is a sort of transformative thing and so people coming through on cargo bikes prams um, you know all sorts of bikes lots of different journeying on foot um, and they, I would imagine if you look at the stats, you know, what proportion of those would also drive at other times? Probably quite a high proportion of them, but, but they're not seeing it as being something that's taken away. They're seeing it as something that's opening up a new 
and different way of experiencing the city. You know, kids playing in the streets nearby was much more visible, people said, the local people said, than, than it was when there was fast-moving traffic coming through that particular part. And how is it sort of the, the, the data that you first looked at when you were beginning this run, some journey, and up, up until this point now, and lockdown? I mean, it's kind of almost one of the big pluses of lockdown and COVID that we've seen is obviously the, the rise in runners people have taken it especially when lockdown was first in place and basically running and cycling were the, the only things you could do so running is now way more in the common lexicon of daily existence now than it was before so how, how, has, how has something like take bringing Runsum to the forefront of people's minds changed since you first started thinking about it yeah so I suppose so my wife maintains that I had a midlife crisis possibly about two years ago so until that point, I'd spent about 10 years working for the bit of UK government, which is called Innovate UK, which is their innovation bit, setting up a cities programme. And then after that, it's called the Connected Places Catapult, and it's basically about um, innovation in cities and places and in terms of mobility. So how do you move people and goods optimally in cities? Um, Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I kept thinking... I kept coming across these things wherever, whichever city in the world we were working in, it's like, well, if more people simply moved by their own power move more easily and more often, then many of the big, horrible, quite scary things that we're seeing at a global level, but also at a city level, like air pollution, congestion, obesity, inactivity related to that, um, you know, never mind, you know, the, you know, the climate crisis... Um, begin to become that much more addressable. So it sort of feels like COVID has kind of pressed the fast-forward button on certain things that were unpalatable being not just possible but being introduced. And then for running, I think building on the... you know, As soon as you get a greater exposure to something and people start enjoying it and start thinking, well, actually, you know, coupled with it having been lovely weather, you know, generally... Um, it feels a much more viable thing for people to kind of build upon rather than start doing afresh. So, you know, even if it's just, you know, the 11 million people who who run or have run, you know, during lockdown, well, if there was just one journey you could swap out a week, what difference would that make in total? Or if it's, you know, the something of the order of a quarter of a million park runners, you know, it was about that sort of number just before lockdown, wasn't it? You know, if, if those individuals thought, do you know what, 
I too can, you know, swap out a car journey or indeed think about how I get to park run or, you know, whatever it may be. It's not just what runners do when they're running. It's what runners are able to do when they're, they're not running that really can make a difference. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very sort of strange, because even the run bit, I know that people would obviously get to get to a race or to get to a, a point where the running starts, shall we say. There might be a bit of travel in between, but you could, I know, and then this is adding additional mileage, so people panic, but just do it slowly. Just get there, you know, at a nice brisk walky run pace, then do your run. Exactly. So I, I have run a couple of times to the to the London Marathon. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I don't run very fast anyway. So it was just, but it was quite a, it was quite a sort of felt like quite a nice thing to. The the honest truth is, if you can walk some, you can run some, you can jump on a bus for a bit of it. You can, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole thing, yeah. or you can do it on the way back. Yeah. It, it it doesn't have to be a sort of a. A, a radical shift in your existence it can be just incremental i think that's it it's, it's the it's the small change of going i will do half of it by bus and then run the other bit absolutely i, I mean i also think definitely that's that that's going to be really important moving forward i think there's also right now most of the journeys that we're making because by virtue of you know if you think about greater manchester or if you think about sheffield city region or if you think about you know, um you know the bristol area or the cardiff area wherever it may be um most of our journeys right now are not from the outside to the centre. They tend to be much more localised. And so, you know, whilst I sincerely hope we will see big investment, you know, the £2 billion from government, much of it coming to improving uh, pavements and introducing cycle lanes, protected cycle lanes, um, that is going to take a little bit of time potentially. And so there are certain things that as an individual we can do now as a runner that can already contribute to that kind of transition away from moving by cars and then we can also secondarily be supportive of and write to our local mps and get behind the things that are a little bit inconvenient but just say actually we know they're inconvenient but they're inconvenient for a reason um so so we we support this transition basically from your um, experience in the government level of of, of those organizing sort of transport and movement how much does because two billion is a lot of money it sounds like but if you send how much is spent on roads which is 20 billion is that right or is it more i think in the same exciting and the moment. train don't forget the yeah, high the speed train exactly yeah yeah not to sort of immediately quash the notion that two two billion isn't a nice amount of money but what does that realistically bring so yeah so i think um at the same time that the two billion for active travel and this new inspectorate active travel england was being announced um there is 25 billion being earmarked for investment in roads so it's like well could more of that be being spent on introducing you know safe walkways and and so forth so i think it's about recognizing that if you're going to put active travel which is the collective term often used for walking and cycling and we would like government to also include running within that definition that's part of the campaign aims um it would also be you know getting the balance a bit more like well maybe make it 10 billion for active travel and 15 billion for roads my 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 the thing with me is that uh, i understand physically where the road ends and the pavement begins but why separate the investment yeah i suppose it's the way it kind of trickles down so the way that say the act this new inspectorate is set to work is that if when they put forward plans if they're considered to be insufficiently ambitious in terms of supporting active travel or that they don't get delivered in a timely manner 
it can withhold funding. And so it may be that certain things just need to be accelerated. Clearly, it would make more sense if you're going to um, improve the road and improve, you know, reallocate space to cycling and to, to walking to do so at the same time. But there may be sort of interim measures that need to happen before the longer term shifts take place. A lot of what's happening right now is also kind of pop up. So it's like experimenting with how um, how people respond to the changes in terms of taking space away from cars and what the consequences are. Um, and we always have to remember that politicians, you know, are elected and they do care about what makes them deeply unpopular or slightly more popular. Some. Yeah. Exa- some of them care. Yeah, some of them care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We, we sh- you shan't get drawn on my, on no, my no, particular no, no. politics. <laughs> Skip forward. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think you're very right. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's therefore, you know, the, the single best thing I think any politician could do would be to say the space that's used in cities, wherever it is in the world, for parking private cars needs to be rethought but as soon as any politician goes near yeah where i can't park my car near where i live you know it's a it's a bold politician that goes there but i think ultimately that is kind of you know when we use road user pricing and lots of other innovations um we do need to think more thoughtfully about actually at the moment we're optimizing for the car at the expense of everything else and if you you can't really optimize for that and for healthy streets and for active kids playing out and for active travel well i mean i hope that people would would see run some and 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 bike is best and all these sort of campaigns and and hopefully it will even if they're not cyclists or runners it will begin um just a a, maybe a thought process or a change of of what's positive for not just for them but they their families and for the local community and the fact that the car doesn't need to be central to it all and that you know it'd be better if people were able to move more freely i think that's you know not this isn't just a campaign based around runners who run already do more running it's kind of it's more just building upon um a movement that's already started from covid fast as you say fast forwarding the issue yeah absolutely i mean i think i think it's definitely that and i think it's also just thinking we all want to do our bit at the moment but we also want to be able to do what's safe for ourselves and our families and also for others. And so if this is one of those small tweaks that we can make to our everyday existence and it, it isn't asking too much more of us, then cumulatively it can all add up and hopefully um, mean that we get through this pandemic, this what looks like to be a, a kind of second wave of this pandemic without, you know, without having to go back to a full national lockdown again. Where can people find out more? This is the important bit. Very right. Good. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so uh, runsum.org, I'm going to spell it, R-U-N-S-O-M-E.org. Um, and what we're looking for people to do is to go to there, sign up, and then pledge to swap out a car journey that you might normally do, uh, or two, uh, in a typical week with, uh, a, with a decision to run some instead. And then also then just to then share that. So use the run some hashtag on, you know, if you use social media, then please use that. Um, follow us on run some HQ um, headquarters, short for headquarters, run some HQ. Uh, and, um, and yeah, and tell, you know, tell, you know, your distant uncle that once went running through to, you know, the, uh, the dinner lady at your children's school who uh, used to get a part run through to, you know, uh, friends and family and everyone in between. 
I'll put in all the details of how everyone can find Run Some in the description of the podcast. So have a look there so you can, uh, you can, you can pledge. What, what, what have you pledged, Scott? So I, I, I mean, you run everywhere anyway. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of, um, well, actually, with lockdown, I, I'm one of those runners that has run so much fewer miles than, so, and it's because I am an everyday runner. You know, I sort of run to do, th- do things, get places, see people. If you take the option of, you know, going to work meetings and running there um, and instead do most of it remotely, and then also the journey to buy something is now very localised. I've sort of gone from doing about sort of 50 miles a week. I think last week it was about 14, but it's been made up of, you know, 0.25 of a mile or 0.1 of a mile. Um, and then occasionally I think, oh, I should probably go for a proper run. And then I go for a proper run and think, oh, yeah, I, I remember why. Oh, this is more than yeah, a mile. Yeah, yeah. I remember why I enjoyed this and I feel much better as a result. But then, um, you know, the thing about campaigning is you sort of end up replacing the thing that you love. Um, and it's And all of a sudden it becomes a thing that you then you know, you're then encouraging others to do. So I, I need to, if I'm going to pledge to do something, it's in addition to doing the running everyday journeys, it's to, you know, pick a pick some sort of virtual event or, or, or something and, and, and re-find the, the, you know, the goal and the, the thing to motivate myself. And I think that you touched it there, like you've been doing small incremental distances. Isn't This isn't, uh, I think other people might be concerned that there's like a minimum mileage that you must be doing. It's nothing to do with that at all. No. So in fact, the very, very core messages it doesn't need to be far doesn't need to be fast of course if you want to run far then please do um the fast bit is just try not to run fast when there are other people who might take priority on the on you know on the the pavement so you know slow down be respectful um if you're running into the cycling lane then don't yeah (laughs) then do it when the cyclists are you know when they're coming towards you and then hop out the way before they reach you um and then we're trying to introduce this thing which is a potentially silly idea whereby you, we call it the run some thumb and say so basically I don't know if runners say hello to each other I tend to say hello to people if I'm in a rural context not necessarily in an urban one um, but basically you can lift your thumb without it being dis- you know you have to break your stride it's pattern yeah you basically just you give someone a thumb and you're like yeah you know we're, we're all doing our best um, but then if somebody doesn't acknowledge you it's not so embarrassing because you've just lifted your thumb up I see yeah. so, so it's, not, it's not a full thumbs you up can, you can get like that yeah, I'm just describing a lifted thumb. A lifted thumb. So the, the, the thumb leaves the hand. Yeah, yeah. But there's not an additional, hey, which is the thumbs up movement. Right, got it. So yeah, so we've called that the run some thumb. I, I'm not so sure it's going to take off, but I'm, we're, we're going to give it a go. And we're in, you know, we're going to ask people to give it a go and see see whether we become a visible sign of the of the run some movement. That's oh, amazing. Um, Scott, thank you so much for your time. Um, and thank you for, you know, involving Runners World in, in, this, whole, in this whole campaign. Thanks for having us. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A big thanks to our guest Scott Kane and of course to you for listening and pledging to run some, as I'm sure you will be. The special subscriber offer for listeners is still available, so please visit hearstmagazines.co.uk slash runnersworldpodcast to get three issues for only £5. As if you didn't know already, but the Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all of your favourite podcast apps. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.